You're listening to Brand to Brand, a B2B marketing show that's safe enough for work, but not safe enough to be on the radio. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the magic of taglines. We'll dive into the wild world of dating apps, taking a look at Tinder and Hinge to study the evolution of a tagline. Then we're going to talk about how it applies to you, making sure you're positioning your brand and speaking to your target audience. This is going to be a fun one, folks. Buckle up. Let's kick things off. Here we are back in the studio. Episode two, the power of a great tagline. What does a tagline mean to you, Veronica? (laughs) Well, thank you so much for asking. What do you mean? What does it mean to me? When you hear tagline, if someone was... uh, from outer space, they came down. They came out of a spaceship, bloop, 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 bloop. And all of a sudden, the little thing comes down, the thing opens, a little man from Mars pops out, and he's like, what's a tagline? Uh, How would you answer that, alien? Well, I would have a lot of questions before I just straight up answered <laughs> that alien's weird branding question. What do you think a good tagline has in terms of qualities? What's a good qualifier for a tagline? I would say fir- first and foremost, it should be memorable. Memorable. Uh, a tagline okay. should be memorable. I think when you're starting out a tagline probably sh- could be a little bit more positioning okay. focused. Yeah. What do you do? Maybe yeah. it clarifies that. But yeah. uh, as it, as you evolve, I feel like a tagline should have a little bit of mystery to it. Pizzazz. You can have a little Pizzazz. more fun. Well, yeah. And as new competitors emerge, they, they have, have to get back to basics around yep. what makes them unique and why they're different and how they stand out against their competitors, their competitive set. It can be like the punchline of your brand where it just gives a little bit more. It entices whoever is reading it or hearing it. All right. Let's throw some brands down. Uh... All right, Tinder, Hinge, which one? Ooh, uh, I'm going Hinge. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Their tagline is the dating app designed to be deleted. They want you to use their product so you never have to use their product again. That's kind of risky. It is risky. I mean, think about how many websites or services that you use that are constantly trying to get you to never cancel your subscription Mm -hmm. or you cancel it and then they're like, why did you cancel it? I don't use Tinder, but there was a time. Well, do you know what their tagline is? I actually don't know what their tagline is. I've never used swipe any dating apps. right. Right's the good one. You want them to swipe right. But part of me feels like just based on Tinder's, like what I hear about it, I feel like they want you to swipe left. It's like they no, want you to be- No, 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 no. no they want you to swipe right. Tinder. Okay. Just inherently with their tagline is transactional. They're looking for long-term use. They want you to continue using it. And if you look and you explore the way they present the brand, if you go to their website, if we were to pull it up right now, it's a collage of profiles, all different, carefully Mm. curated, male, female, non-binary, black, white, Hispanic, the full spectrum, which they've done a great job with. But that immediately hits you over the head with the fact that they want you to know they have all the profiles. Well, they're leaning into it because they're saying if you have a type, your type's on here. Well, that's true. They got all the types. Yeah. But if we come back to Hinge, when you go to their website, what do you see? 
uh, immediately uh, relationships. It's couples in this montage. Yeah. You see them on a perfect date. You see them this, getting together in front of like. This is something if you don't have that special someone in your life, yeah. makes you immediately not feel good about yourself. That's true. They are communicating. They're showing you success stories. Aspirationally what you want. Totally. Which is to be with someone, to find someone. To find that special person. And when you click down through their website or even look at their top level menu, mm -hmm. mission is their number one item first. Mission driven. And you driven. can see that their mission, I think that part of their mission though is sort of predicated on Tinder's existence. It 100% is. Tinder's the 800 pound gorilla in the space and they need to differentiate themselves. They need to say, all right, well, maybe you've used Tinder, but we know Tinder and we know the market better. We've got mm -hmm. a better product. We've got a better place to be. You want to talk about knowing the market and wanting to be better. Let's talk about Bumble a little bit. I mean, I feel like Bumble is a perfectly, perfectly interesting story for this case because, I mean, Tinder's had some weird bouts in the news. And uh, the founder of Bumble more, you know, came and started Bumble as an ex-Tinder employee, she had some internal mm. issues. They had some, I'm not sure if it was sexual encounters or some sort of other discrimination. Sounds on brand for whatever, Tinder. Whatever it was, it was, uh, it was some Tinder dirty laundry. <laughs> and she said, F this, I'm out of here, uh, and, I, and I'm going to start my own thing. And so with Bumble, they've kind of flipped the paradigm around where the woman is in the driver's seat. Now, I don't know how they handle that with gender roles and everything else in terms of... They've put out statements about it. It was originally desi designed to break the tradition of hetero heteronormative yeah. apps. But they've now, they've figured out a way with their algorithm to allow same-sex or non-binary folks who are seeking each other to determine who makes the first move. Well, it's kind of a so beautiful... they've adapted. It's kind of a beautiful thing because for a lot of situations, the interaction is sort of predicated on someone else sort of taking the lead. And so... For, for you to sort of make it so that it's not just, okay, match, match. Someone said yes, someone else said yes, and then what do they sit in a message queue that maybe you don't even respond to? I mean, in this era of digital dating, more and more people are just ghosting. That's the, mm. that's, it's not just a new thing. It's the old thing. It's just how people act on these things. If they're so transactional, dating happens so fast, you fall in love, you move on, you go to the next thing, and you can literally block somebody with a button. Mm. So I think all of these apps, there's a place for a little bit more humanity in the experience. And I know that's what Bumble sort of set out to do with women being in the driver's seat in that case. Obviously, uh, they've evolved their platform. What's since. Bumble's tagline? Do we know? I don't... I, Hold on, let me look it notes? up here. Let me look it up. Let me check my notes. Tom always has the answers in his Yeah, notes. let's see. Okay, hold on. Refreshing the page. Make the first move. Exactly on par with what we were just talking about. All of these apps, they have taglines that have moved beyond, let me explain what I do. They're now explaining their position in the marketplace. Yeah. And that's fundamentally what brands do over time, especially in Spaces like this, where they're so commoditized, where most all of these brands are household names now. What's the first dating app? Do you know what the one of the first dating apps that, that came to market? I mean, are we going to consider like a standard browser-based website an app? Yeah. Match.com, eHarmony? Match.com, eHarmony. What was the first sort of Tinder-esque app that existed in the marketplace? I feel like this is a trick question. There's there's no trick here. 
like there's you're no be trick. Like, Facebook, haha. It's <laughs> kind of technically right. <gasps> I I guess. Wasn't that I mean, Zuckerberg's like original? Was the poke the? I thought it was like originally like raiding women on campus. Do you know how people dated in Victorian times? Yeah, they poked each other. <laughs> no, that's not how they dated. <laughs> and they adapted it. And they they had. Oh my! I have to send these to you. They had these Victorian dating cards where. Men weren't supposed to talk to women in social situations if they didn't know each other, if you weren't already mutually connected. But the lady could invite the man out on a date in Victorian times. I hate Did you watch Briggerton? I knew you were going to say Bridgerton. (laughs) Is it Briggerton? Bridgerton? It's definitely Bridgerton. I am so sick of the, like, women, marriage, have her hand, like, prove (laughs) your chastity. I just, I can't. I get it. People say it's good. I... I'm just over that storyline. Okay, well, forget the storyline. All I'm talking about is Victorian dating, all right? When I know I'm, I'm on a, down a rabbit hole here. But for <laughs> we those, are down a rabbit for hole. For those that don't know about Victorian dating. What was dating, the tagline of Victorian dating? Victorian dating, dating cards <laughs> where you would say, like, the card would say something simple like, can I walk you home? Or would love to escort you to a nice dinner. Like, they were cards. You wouldn't say anything. You weren't supposed to talk. You just sort of slip somebody a card and then if they wanted to connect with you, they would connect with you that way. So, so that still put the onus on the woman to... Yes, that's true. In Victorian times. Okay. So we devolved and now we're... Evolving again. Evolving again. again. Yes. Beautiful. It's wonderful stuff. <laughs> okay. So I think what's great about Tinder and Hinge and really the dating platforms in general is they give us a chance to really explore what a tagline can mean for a brand. And when it's time to refresh your tagline is really up to you. But often when I talk to business owners and I ask them about their competitors, they give me a blank look. You have to pay attention to what your competitors are doing. You have to do the benchmarking. You have to get a sense for what other people are doing to present and position themselves in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And the Last thing that I really want to say specifically when we talk about taglines is keep it fresh. Don't be afraid to make changes to it over time. A a tagline can in some ways be a rallying cry. It can be something that's a brag moment. And so have some fun with it. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's true. Some brands, like let's say Dunkin' Donuts, have really centered on a tagline that works. Yeah, I would America say America runs on Dunkin'. Which is interesting there because they were Dunkin' Donuts with the tagline America runs on Dunkin', not America runs on Dunkin' Donuts. See, I still call them Dunkin' Donuts. I know you do, but they're waiting for our generation to die off. So then the new generation is reborn only knowing the world of Dunkin'. But this is a case of the tagline also being so strong and having such firm positioning that they actually eventually announced they were dropping donuts and just became Dunkin'. So was the tagline actually leading this That's change? true. That's true. What role did the tagline have in their brand? So if we look back in time, and I could pull just a couple fun ones. There's some taglines that they used over the years that I, I, I don't think have aged well. Uh, you're still Dunkin', 1993, 1997. Something fresh is always brewing here, 1997, 1998. That only lasted a year. Loosen up a little, 2000. That is so Quincy, (laughs) Massachusetts, which is where Dunkin' Donuts originated. One taste and you'll understand, 2001. (laughs) Join our call, drink the Kool-Aid. Just the thing, 
2002, 2004. Okay. Yeah. When did uh, America Runs on Duncan come? 2006, and then they just shut down wow. their whole marketing division around taglines. And they no just more said, work went yeah, into you it. fired everybody. We changed the name. We got a good we thing going. It. Get out of here. Clean Wrap your locker out. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like a tagline can definitely uh, entice people, excite the consumer. It can also align, as you said, a rallying cry. Um, it can... It can it, it can create an exclusive club that people want to be a part of. Apple, for example, think different. Yes. So then you, by becoming yes. an Apple consumer of their products, mm. you too can think different if you buy this. Now, I think while we're here, while we're on this journey of the tagline, let's talk a little bit about audio mnemonics. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What brand? McDonald's. Obviously. Do you remember when that came out? Justin Timberlake involved in the release. Justin Timberlake they was involved? Remember that? Yeah. Justin Timberlake was implicated. They had a whole I'm loving it campaign. He was just one celebrity of many. But mm. you mentioned audio mnemonics when we were talking a little bit about planning for this episode. And I feel like that was something you wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, it's like a, a it's a, um, your brand's audio fingerprint. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting too, and it doesn't test uh, technically have to be a jingle. It can be like a certain sound. Um, I mean, is a jingle and an audio mnemonic the same thing? Uh, an audio mnemonic would more could more be like a sound. Mm, okay. Like, I'm trying to think of whereas a, a jingle would be something that has tune, something a little bit of a tune, but also some vocals. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good. I mean, the only thing that's coming to mind is the noise from Law and Order when they do a scene change, and it just goes dun dun. How great would that be if we just had the Law and Order queued up? Oh, we got a button for that. <laughs> Zimprov people, gotta just run with it. But a jingle can be really impactful as well, especially when you have a jingle followed by your tagline and you get cocky enough to the point where you go, eh, everybody's caught on that it's uh, the jingle is the thing that they remember. McDonald's, ba-da-pa-pa-pa, I'm loving it. Eventually, has been recent campaigns, it might just be a recent ad campaign and they're going back, dropped, I'm loving it. So they just go, ba-da-pa-pa-pa, very mysteriously. <laughs> and you know in your head, everyone's going, I'm loving it. And they're like, ah. Resentfully loving resentfully it. Resentfully loving it. I love to hate but, it. you know, that's <laughs> sort of like if we want to use a logo as an example, brand slowly dropping the word mark and just focusing on the mark. Yeah. And so over time, you could take that logo and you can make it just the mark. And you could have a lot of fun with how you use your mark. But you can't start there. No. So when you're first starting out, Nike couldn't just do the swoosh. And have just do it. That wouldn't make any sense. It's it about to be building Nike credibility. It. Yeah. It's about building credibility. And it's about making it so that your brand is recognizable. And it's about defending that brand recognition over time. And that's where I was sort of surprised as we did a little bit of research. Some of these brands that I think of synonymously with one tagline, how many they had to try to get it right. Mm -hmm. So one thing that surprised me in doing the research for this episode was that Tinder and Hinge are actually owned by the same company. No. And it's not just Tinder and Hinge. It's There's a whole bunch of dating apps, plenty of fish, etc. At the end of the day... They have a digital dating monopoly. One company that owns it all. It because does. Because you know someone sitting in a conference room and saying, well, let's keep Tinder over here. 
Yeah, let's keep their brand identities, their taglines, their brand messaging separate. So if somebody thinks that Tinder isn't for them, they're going to come to Hinge, but they're not going to know that we're the same company and vice versa. All right. (laughs) So we've talked a lot about big major brands, right? So, So what would homework look like? I think homework would look like sitting down. Getting a nice beverage of Maybe choice. With a cup of coffee, kombucha, yeah. something. Cup of coffee if it's in the morning, unless you or one of those people drinks coffee. All Maybe day, twenty minutes. Sit down, it. really think about it. Get a pen, a paper out. Start ideating. <laughs> a Get just a paper. Maybe a whole pad. <laughs> you know, and then start. Like, review. It out. Review your brand. Well, if you already have a tagline, first of all, if you don't have a tagline. Then you're probably not listening to the show. Back it up. You're probably you're probably not. A, yeah, no one's listening. If you yeah, and if you if you are, uh, sit down, get a pen and paper, write down your company's tagline. First of all, is that something you're proud of? Do you like that? Did you come up with that? Did someone who used to be in marketing come up with that? They're no longer with the company. The company's evolved. Maybe, Maybe we made it three years ago. That guy yeah. doesn't work here. Is it is it doing anything for you? Does that company excite you? Because if this is your business and you're putting your life's energy into building it or building it for a company that you believe in or you love or you like getting a check and you're just going to keep working there, that's fine too. You want them to be successful. And don't, you should don't be proud just, of it. And don't keep it because it's on a truck. Yes. Don't keep it because you have... Have it on the letterhead that you bought. Oh my gosh! Six don't, months yeah, ago. don't be afraid to throw all the old branding mm-hmm. out. Don't let that rule you. The power of messaging is tremendous and transformative. Whether we're looking at your customers or whether we're looking at your employees, your team members, it should inspire. It should differentiate. It should set you apart. Nobody yes. wants their brand to be you know, the last one to get picked at kickball. You want to be top of your class. And so your messaging should be refreshed over time. It should be unique. It should be fun. It should be punchy. I definitely agree. And once you have found, you've uncovered that tagline that you really do feel like speaks to who your brand is, what your company is, what you offer, um, is enticing for prospective employees to join your team. It's just something that your team's generally proud of. Make that work for you. Put that on a truck. Put that on a billboard. Find other ways to utilize that tagline and make that part of your culture and your brand. And you know what's great about a tagline? If you have a really great tagline, that can help inform all sorts of other messaging that your brand uses. So you're starting to build brand architecture. Mm -hmm. And we're really just scratching the surface on that. But that can be transformative. And if you want to, and if you want to dig a little bit deeper below the surface, we know some people you could talk to. You know someone. I know someone. Oh, I may know somebody. You know some someone's. I might know. I may know someone's. <laughs> and now for something completely different. So what I want you to take away from today is that your tagline is an important brand asset. You need to take a hard look at it and make sure that it properly represents your business. And don't be afraid to change it. Don't be afraid to change. These big major brands change their taglines, their mission statements, their brand values. Messaging should be working for you. It should be differentiating you. It should be helping you with your brand positioning. And it's never too late to make a change. With that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to Brand to Brand. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends.